ghouls. Son of a bitch. What are we talking about? Yeah, now? funny little green ghouls. Go like in movies and cartoons? What are we green ghouls, buddy? Don't write ghouls. I'm not! Okay. Uh, welcome to Area 215. Uh, this is the repeat of Bustin' Makes Me Feel Good. Electric Boogle. Fuck, no. Damn it, that's not what I wanted <laughs> to say. This is Bustin' Makes Me Feel Good 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I'm Sam Money Moss. I'm Aaron the Two-Inch Punisher. I'm Batman. <laughs> I like that I like saw your hesitation before you said your own name. <laughs> well, because I was like, fuck. It's like my turn. Were, I like that it looked like you were looking into the night. It's very good character play. So yeah, last episode we were talking <laughs> about ghosts and what makes a ghost, uh, you know, all of it. Ghosts, oh, there's um, super high-level science terms for ghosts? Yes, basically. Uh, so if you don't understand any of the super high-level science terms, don't worry about it. You know, just as dumb as I am. Oh, yeah, also, I don't know if we need to say this, we're not ghost hunters. We so could be. We, we are not the... Um, we're not, like, the tastemaker on, like, how to speak about ghosts. We don't know. We don't know. Yet. 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 Yeah, this was just all internet stuff that we found. Yeah, this is all internet stuff. This is not our own ghostly research. This is just our research into ghostly things. Did Did I just burp really loud in your ear? No, I kicked my headphone cord. I'm going to need a second to recover from that. Oh, my God. (laughs) I thought that was was right after I burped, and I was like, I'm sorry, Aaron. No, (laughs) it was. It was bad timing, but... That it was fine. I mean, I'm, at some point, I mean, if we get good and somebody wants to let us borrow all their ghost equipment, we could be better than BuzzFeed amateur ghost hunters. Yeah, and be probably cuter. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's we would definitely I mean, be cuter. Yeah. I have no self-esteem, but I hate those guys. <laughs> yeah, and we have no money, so we can't buy the devices like those guys. Yeah, we can no. just walk around with like a fucking tape recorder and be like, "Look at that!" <laughs> All right, I guess uh, let's just jump into this bitch. Very cool. So, I kind of missed. I I messed up the way that I put my notes, and this was supposed to be up with the sciency stuff. Which I mean, we probably could just skip it, but I think it's pretty important. No, um, don't skip it. It's another possible explanation for ghosts or what ghosts could be or, you know, just, you know, what what is a ghost? And it could be involving this stuff. I'm talking like an idiot. Sorry, I'm drinking a 9.5% beer at 1130 in the morning just for you people. So I think it's safe to assume that every time we record, somebody's going to be a little drunky poo, drunky pants. So let's be drunk and talk about dark matter. So Adam Frank on NPR's uh, Cosmos and Culture in 2016 uh, released this article. Well, it was like an interview slash article. If dark matter can't be seen, what about ghosts? So over the last decade, scientists have begun to look at the universe as about 95% of universe stuff, which is like they refer to it as dark. So 27% of it would be dark matter and 68% of it is dark energy. 
Um, this means it can't be seen, uh, but it can be perceived in relation to other things that we do see. Um, so confused? You guys get it? You guys totally understand everything that just came out of my mouth? Basically, 95% of the stuff in the universe, we can't see. Yep. So we can't measure it. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So dark matter, it's a property of space that was discovered and discussed by this guy, Vera Rubin, in 1970, which is pretty, like, this is some pretty new stuff, comparatively. So all spiral galaxies are spinning way too fast um, to be accounted for by their gravitational gravitational pull of their luminous matter. So that's, like, the shit that you can see in a telescope. So the speed at which stuff in space is spinning is too fast for all that stuff to actually stay together without there being another part to space that we can't see. So him and a few other people deducted that there must be a giant sphere of invisible stuff surrounding these stars that tugs them in and that speeds up their orbits and other galaxy centers. So it allows them to stay together. So basically the number... (laughs) Yeah, space stuff. Do you want to talk about space stuff? I just all I love science and this makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, so basically the numbers don't make sense unless there's more stuff that we can like can't see. So there's they basically assigned a number to it so that they could make the universe make sense. So that number represents the amount of dark matter that's in space. Got it? Yeah. Cool science friends. All Got right, it. So Then there's this other concept of dark energy, which was discovered in 2000. So that was like a minute ago. Uh, Scientists observed the expand 20 years, baby. I'm older than I'm older than the discovery of dark energy. Wow, I am too. Which means all are. It probably had something to do with us. If we weren't alive, they probably would have taken years. I am the dark energy. That yeah, but say it cooler. Sky. Say it cooler, though. I just did. I don't even do say it like cooler. Like, I am the dark energy. No, oh. that, I mean, that's like, that's too generic. <laughs> I'm the dark energy that fucking I, fills up the night sky. I don't know what you want from me. I was right. thinking like a remix to Rhiannon by like Stevie. No, it is Sam Money Moss coming at you with that dark energy, baby. We know. All right, that was the way to say it. That was saying it way cooler. All right. All right. So, <laughs> so scientists observed the expansion of the universe was accelerating, and they coined the idea of dark energy to explain the motions of invisible stuff. So this goes back to the same kind of idea as what happened with dark matter, where there were the numbers weren't making sense when they were looking at the universe. So the, this dark energy is described as like that missing number. So it makes up for the fact that there needs to be extra energy accounted for for uh, these universes would fly apart or just not have formed in the first place. Um, both concepts are based on the preval- on prevalence and stability. So it's consistent from one study to the next, but there's no like conclusive evidence for it. It's just all of our studies say that this stuff has to exist. So how this relates to ghosts is people believe that, yeah, there has to be like dark energy and dark matter like around the earth too. It doesn't just stop before it hits our planet. So people believe that ghosts could be, or at least like the physical ghosts that we do see, 
is stuff reflecting off other luminous stuff that is in the space between the space. So they're basically saying that dark matter and the way that dark matter moves, so dark energy, could explain why people see these things. It's like they are actually there, but we can't actually see them, but we can perceive them. Plus, I know you were saying yesterday, too, like our mind plays tricks on us in a way that like when we look up at the clouds, we want to see like a face or in the smoke and whatever. So a combination of the two is how we explain like I saw this specific person as a ghost. Right. Yeah, well, it's it's not even that your brain likes to play tricks on you. Your brain just likes to make sense of things that it can't make sense of. So I don't know tr- about my brain, but maybe most. Well, yeah, yeah. My- it tries to make sense of things that it, like it can't grasp by making it something familiar and something familiar for the brain is a face, which is why like if you look into the darkness long enough, you can start to see stuff. Um, yeah. And then, but then also that stuff starts to go away once your brain has enough time to process it. Yeah. So like the the actual time of like seeing a thing, which is why, I mean, it happens. I mean, look at shadow people. You can't see them dead on. You can only see them when your brain is processing part of what's happening. Once your brain starts processing the entire picture or what the brain can process is the entire picture, then that'll go away. Yeah. So yeah. Science is cool, guys. Your brain's weird. Brain is weird. Dark matter is weird. I mean, yeah. here I am. Dark, you, <laughs> you are the dark energy. I also don't know how many people uh, read like the DC comics out there, but dark matter is brought up a lot on how uh, both villains and heroes were created. And so I find it quite interesting. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool how much like science has has been discovered because of or held up by comic books and entertainment. Like, if not for comic books, we would not have a lot of the shit that we have today, like technology or information. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, just when we get to, like, interdimensional stuff, too, I think I'm going to have, like, an orgasm. Oh, what are we doing interdimensional stuff? I don't know. I love that kind of stuff. Either way, it's coming into most of the shit we're going to talk about, because a lot of cryptids are thought to be interdimensional. Yeah. But let's have boners about multiple dimensions. I love it. All right. All right, cool. So devices, things that can be used to hunt for ghosts. I know we just spent a very long time (laughs) talking about how there's no evidence for ghosts and none of this shit actually works and it's all sort of bullshit or is based off of bullshit. Did you say that? I don't know. I thought it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like you might have thought it and I was all like, oh, cool, give me more. How can I find these people? Yeah, so I'm, I'm. I guess it is kind of a bummer. It, a lot of this stuff, it can be debunked for the like on the basis of the fact that we don't know what ghosts are, so we don't know how to measure them. So this is just people being like, maybe, which is cool and it's fun. It doesn't make it any less fun. I mean, some of it makes sense, like the le- the electromagnetic fields, and you know. But that's only if ghosts can interact with those things. But ghosts wait. interact. It's like it's this whole. It's very weird. Why can't Sorry. it be both? Why can't, why can't dark matter be ghosts? Like, if you die, you go to another dimension, you become dark matter, and you can sometimes fade back and forth between both dimensions. Well, that's why I think I think once your matter has a specific structure, it can't become dark. I don't know. Neither do I. I'm not a science guy. So, so basically, we're saying the dark matter holds all of the other matter in place. So, Because where does our energy go? 
Yeah, the energy from a ghost is trapped from the dark matter. But it can't be dark matter because it's a specific energy. I think I'm confused about what dark matter is, but whatever. It's like Uh, a really, it's one of those things where I'm not smart enough to explain it. Okay, so Um, it exists. If you have any questions, don't fucking ask us about it because we can't answer them. But it might not exist. I think you're you're saying it's like (laughs) space shit that we can't see with our eyeballs because it moves too fast, which makes sense. Just like certain frequencies we can't hear and animals can hear. We're not the most superior despite what humans think. There's things that we can't sense. But why can't when someone dies and they become a little ghost fart, that ghost fart becomes dark matter and they fade between dimensions. I'm just saying, I'm going to sip my beer and we're going to talk about devices. All right, we're going to go to devices. So I got most of this stuff off how stuff works and live science, which too high-level, reputable sources on, like, the first or second page of a Google search. Like, (laughs) I just threw a bunch of shit together. Um, Okay, so most equipment is used to detect the presence or explanation of ghosts, but not ghosts bust them out of existence. So it's about, like... Yeah, so this like, isn't going to get rid of ghosts. This just finds ghosts, right? This, That's is, what yeah, this is just people looking for the explanation, which would be like, yeah, there's a ghost there. Not like, I trapped the ghost in this box. What if you trapped the ghost in a vacuum? <clears throat> I don't know. That's a different... That's different research. Should we do a whole... Should we... One, should we try that? Two, should we do a whole episode on ghosts stuck in vacuums? Yes. <laughs> All right. So EMF detectors, they're also tri-field meters, electromagnetic, and electromagnetic field recorders. So they're used to diagnose problems made by man-made objects. So like electrical wiring, power lines, microwaves, shit like that. Electromagnetic electromagnetic fields are created using alternating currents and direct currents. So it goes like back and forth, like turns it on and off. Um... EMF meters detect those alternating currents. So, like, what that's the shit. It detects the things that, like, microwaves and TVs put out. Okay. Um, which, I mean, think back, like, think about how we have experienced poltergeists and stuff. It would make sense that if you can find a current, that's where a ghost could live. If they live within those things, right? Yeah. I feel like uh, no one's responding and I- no, I mean, <laughs> I don't really have much to say to it other than, like... Basically, all the EMF detectors do is say whether or not there's radio or ele- electrical waves in a space. Okay. Um, so th- that's kind of why they're, like, seen as unreliable. There's no real scientific backing that they can detect, like, ghosts. Because we don't know if ghosts, like, live in there or feed off there or, like, whatever they're doing. They can interact with them. But what does that actually mean? Yeah. So there's like a couple different kinds of them. I don't really understand the difference. One of them can see in three directions, which I guess gets you more detailed data. But I feel like if you're buying a three, a tri-axis, tri-axis EMF detector, you just want your ghost buddy just to think you're cool. Yeah, you're just trying to show how big your ghost dick is. Ooh, big <laughs> ghost dick. We've been talking a lot about ghosts penis yeah i know i was telling my mom yesterday about specter <laughs> um so my mom was like what is that and i'm like mom it's where you have sex with ghosts and she's like my mom trying to figure out what the definition of a rem pod is because i know rem pods have to do with emf as well but they also have to do with temperatures 
Oh yeah, they detect spikes, right, in temperature. So like, if, like, if it goes down, they'll be like, "What's up? It's going down." And if it goes up, it's like an annoying uh, kid. Yeah, it definitely has to do with temperatures, but it also has to do with EMF. And then there's like a, I'll, I'll have to go back and, and reopen that documentary I was telling you guys about in our asylum episode because they have a REM pod and some sort of cage like thing around it. Ooh, caged rim pods. It's supposed to like make it even more hard to debunk. I don't know. I'll look into it. Well, so the only thing that, or the thing that backs the EMF detector, this is a better way to say it instead of my idiot ramblings, is they run off the belief that ghosts need a lot of energy to manifest themselves and that EMFs are a byproduct of that manifestation. So because there's a shitload of energy, they have to admit these things. Okay. Maybe I'm a ghost. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wrote these down and didn't reread them, which is probably my fault. Um, <laughs> hey, whatever. Wing it, baby. Does one of you want to do the Geiger counters? I have no idea what that is, so I will stumble through this. Expert. Hell yeah. Cool. A Geiger counter. Did I say that right? Geiger. Geiger. Tiger. A Geiger ca- It's the thing that goes... <laughs> that means nothing to people that are listening, but you guys saw it. Oh, yeah. That's- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about. All right. It's in like every sci-fi movie that there's oh, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish you could all see our hands because we just did the same thing with our hands. But we're, we're all on the same noises. page and probably none of you are. I but get don't... it. I, I'll draw you a picture. I'll put it up on one of the stuff. Um, <laughs> all right. A Geiger counter detects alpha and beta particles, x-rays and gamma rays. Uh, the world's most known radiation detection instrument. So it is the world's most radiation detect- detecting instrument. Oh, so I have heard of Geiger counters before because they use them in a lot of um, nuclear like leak. Yeah, uh, nuclear sites and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so they go there to make sure that there isn't a bunch of radiation left around. So, like, oh, yeah. yeah, it tells you like the half-life. Is, definitely people that think that they're experiencing paranormal shit and think that their house is haunted as fuck and there's like demons and then people find out that they just have a lot of radiation yeah like i don't know it's so the device that we're talking about that we all made all those weird noises for if you've ever watched anything on chernobyl it exists in chernobyl documentaries movies whatever or if you watched uh the newest godzilla it's it's in there too. There's another Godzilla coming at you. Mm, mm. All right. Okay. So back to this. The tube is filled with inert gas that becomes conductive of electricity when impacted by high energy particles. So it's like um, still, and then like if something hits it, it's like oh shit! Now I'm supposed to party. Yeah. Uh, when it's exposed to radiation, particles penetrate the tube and collide with the gas, releasing more electrons, which is causing it to go. Oh my God. It's like a science orgasm. Yeah. Basically every time it gets hit with radiation, it's like, Oh yeah. Penetration. And then all this shit happens. It does bust. That's part of it is that it does bust. What if it's science orgasm? Yeah. They, cause they, the positive ions leave the tube. Oh yeah, negative ions become attracted to a high voltage wire in the middle. So all the ones I've been saying, science is sexy, man. (laughs) Plus, it makes me feel good, dude. So this causes a temporary closing of a switch, which creates an electrical current, which moves the needle to the pointer. So all of that is basically how the Geiger counter works. Yeah. Um, 
limitations in how much radiation it can detect, but that is okay when ghost hunting. Basically, you're saying that you can run into radiation, but it's all right because you're just ghost hunting? It's just the thought that ghosts emit low levels of radiation. So like you don't need to be it's like if you if the if your car only goes 35 miles an hour there's like no need or if you can only go 35 miles an hour there's no need to get a car that can go 100. Okay. I don't know if that that's a terrible explanation of that but if you only <laughs> if you only have a bowl pack of weed you don't have to weigh it. <laughs> Fair. I like that. <laughs> That makes um, more sense than explaining car shit because, you know. Yeah, I, there's just no reason to have something that can detect that much radiation. So it's fine to just use a Geiger counter. There's other ways to detect more radiation, but you need those at, like, testing sites and stuff, not yeah, at. You'd probably be dead as fuck if, like, you had that much radiation. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That You would know. Yeah, you would, <laughs> you, would yeah. you would know. You wouldn't need a Geiger counter or anything above it. Um, so ion detectors, uh, they're used to detect ionization in the air, the process uh, by which an atom or molecule acquires a negative or positive charge by gaining or losing electrons. Often in conjunction with other chemical changes, it can result from the loss of an electron after a collision with subatomic particles, collision with other atoms, molecules, and ions, and through electromag- uh, electromagnetic radiation can occur through radioactive decay by the internal conversion process. An excited nucleus transfers its energy to one of its inner shell electrons, causing it to be ejected. Oh, okay. And it's used alongside Geiger counters. So it just, yeah. okay. So it's just like an extension. Yes. I, I still don't understand ionization, but maybe one of my friends can explain. <laughs> Negatively charged ions produce uh, when a free electron collides with an atom and is then trapped inside the electric potential barrier, barrier uh, relaxing excess energy. Positive charged ions produced by transferring an amount of energy to a bound electron in collision with charged particles or photons. So that's ionization. I'd love to look into ionization. I fucking love science. So if that's a side project you guys want me to figure out and explain better, yeah, I would totally figure do that. Out- Figure out ionization because I, uh, I, like there's something there and it should see like it should be something that can be understood. I just don't get it. If I had a penis, I would have a hard on for science. So I <laughs> will totally read more into that. Uh, word. That's fucking dope. All right. So the the next ones are dousing rods and spirit box. And Sam, I know you are invested in both of those things. Do you want to take those? Yeah, well, so I was also going to say that dowsing rods are actually something that's been used for a really long time, not just in science, ghost hunting equipment. A lot of like pagan and other like witchcrafty uh, or even just like alternative religions will ask to use dowsing rods to help find things. So the way that the dowsing rod is used is to detect water, which yeah. is incredibly, that is an incredibly old practice. So, so this is, yeah, this is all based off the idea, like those old principles and thoughts that a dowsing rods could detect water. Yeah. In ghost hunting equipment, a dowsing rod was, oh, you just wrote that, originally created to find underground water reserves and sometimes minerals slash lost items. They were originally a Y shape uh, and now they're L shaped. Bloop. They're like this. They're like loser. 
believe that the dowsing rod has either a sixth sense or they're serving as an electrical conductor, cutting a magnetic field, which generates enough voltage to produce an electrical potential, which causes unconscious hand motions. So basically it just moves your hand in the way that it thinks it should go. I don't know. As participants walk, the tip of the stick will start pointing down to a spot where the energy is the strongest, all while asking yes or no questions. Questions are supposed to be asked according to responses. You're meant to follow the spirit, not the other way around. Meaning the spirit follows you in some occasions? So basically you like go out with your rod and you're like, hey, is anybody here that's willing to talk to me? That spirit is supposed to be like your guiding spirit. So they have to be like, yes, or they're not really going to be helpful in this situation. So once they're like, yeah, and you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to ask you some questions. Then you ask your questions. They have to be yes or no questions. They'll suggest what it is, but you have to like interpret what their response is. And from there, with their response, you craft your next question. So whatever the spirit is telling you, you're supposed to follow them instead of trying to suggest something to the spirit. Right. So like, in, it, I get it. It's a kind of like a domino effect. Um, there's definitely games like uh, like Kings when you, you play the drinking game Kings. Like I know that they all have uh, different rules, but like uh, subjects, you know, like you're all on the same subject card or whatever you have to keep or sentences even like you have to repeat what the person before you said and then add to it. Not going to lie, I do really think that dowsing rods are not a very good way to detect ghosts. I think it's like one of the dumber ones. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's a reason it's like considered super outdated for a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, like trying to walk around and find water makes sense because you need water to survive. But like trying to walk around and use like sticks to ask ghosts yes or no and if it moves it, it's like, yes. And then you have to piece together a sentence. I mean, whatever. What if the ghost walks you off a cliff? Yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> it's just because there's so much that has to do with the interpretation. And it's like, there's so much human error that can be involved. I and like, you could show wait. the same person the same dowsing rod readings. And, or different people the same dowsing rod readings and they would all probably likely say something different i want to say if you walked off a cliff because of this is probably your own fault because you should be using it as like a walking stick so you should be able to feel in front of them yeah but i don't know i just think that dowsing like anytime i see anybody using dowsing rods i'm just kind of like all right whatever this doesn't make any sense this is stupid it's supposed to be the spirit moving it and it's supposed to trust that nobody else is moving it. And I just think that that's corny. Well, yeah, I mean, there was, I, when I was watching, um, what the fuck was it? This one thing for Penhurst, I think there was a guy who was like, we're going to tape it to this shelf so that we can ensure there's no hand movements. Pretty but sure that takes the away the entire, the entire thing that's supposed to make it strong. Is that like human contact? I was like, I don't know. It's ridiculous. All right, should we move on to spirit boxes? They're believed to detect EVPs, which are electronic voice phenomenon, which are interpreted as spirits' voices. Weight noise generators and AM radio receivers are modified to sweep back and forth through the AM band, selecting split-second snippets of sound. Scans through multiple audio channels that is said to make it relatively easy for ghosts to manipulate so that they can say a word or a phrase in real time. 
They can capture sound other than spoken language and are understood to be difficult to interpret without audio editing, but static is supposed to drop out for the duration of foreign sounds. So essentially it just like cuts up a whole bunch of radio bands and well, like, it, it, it scans through radio bands, but it's a bunch of cut up radio bands and it scans at them so quickly that you can't actually get like a word out. Yeah. So, they can manipulate those sounds to create words. Yeah, so it, the whole point is that it's just supposed to go so fast that it just sounds like little snippets of static <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> it kind of sounds like uh, in Friday the 13th, whenever Jason's following you. Yeah. yeah. Some people say, ask yes or no questions. Some people say, ask very simple questions that can be at least one to two word answers. But I was also reading that some spirit box like data is thrown out if it's only one answer. And I've seen a couple different like shows and documentaries. It's only one word answer. And I don't think that that counts because I have heard other ones where it's more than one word. And that's harder to come through. Like two words throughout a fast moving spirit box is a lot harder to like, I feel like debunk than like one word. Well, sure. it's like the, it's like point. For, it's like 0.25 seconds that it's on one channel. And like in reality, you can get out a word in 0.25 seconds. That's why I think that having more than, at least more than one word answer is like something that you can work with a whole lot more than being like, it said no. Right. Well, that's why like in the Asylum episode, I was telling you guys, um, they used one and they even put like sound canceling headphones on the guy so he couldn't hear what the questions they were asking were. And he was the one supposed to say what he was hearing through the the box. Um, and they repeated the name Jim a couple times and then friend, um, which is hard to debunk because it was a very specific person they were with. It was said multiple times and then followed by uh, an, another, another word. I have a spirit box on my phone, but, you know, it is cheap and it is a free app. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about phones right now. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it also kind of, when we were doing all this stuff for Penhurst, I ran across that dude who supposedly cursed. And it's like, that doesn't make sense either, because you're not supposed to curse on terrestrial radio. Yeah, right, exactly. So it's like, yeah, there's like a couple things where it's like, huh, that's fishy, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just harder. Things seem weird. Echo Voxes were saying Vox with a V, not B, Box. All right, so it's based off of AM, FM receiver outputs and random assembly of phonetic sound combinations. It seems like it's the same thing as a spirit box. So an echo box, like she was saying, was is based off of AM and FM receiver output and randomly assembled phototonic sound combinations. Uh, it takes banks of sound from different audiobooks and shreds it up into pieces of words. You can choose anywhere between one and six banks. Outputs what the device microphone picks up and injects random phonetic sounds from banks and random phonetic sound fragments, which can be independent, be set of various speed or amounts of delay, differing blending patterns. Patterns? Patterns. I was just making sure. I was like, is that a word I really don't know? Theory is that the spirit can be directly heard through the internal and external speakers with various amounts of delay and echo depending on how you configure it. Recommend to record it, but it is prone to, to feedback loops. The result is highly subjective. So yeah, it seems similar, but it almost seems like it's less reliable. 
So yeah, it just takes books instead of it just takes like random audiobooks instead of like AM bands. Yeah. So instead of radio waves, it takes things that were recorded and then skips through like just like the ch- like the phonetic sounds of things. So yeah. So yeah, it's it's a similar concept, but instead of radio, like you're saying, it's audiobooks. Yeah. Word. Cool. Okay. Cool. That um, makes sense. So the rest of like what this like this last bit is is just like shit that they suggest that you like carry with you or like do so they suggest like photographs forensic evidence kits headlamps fixed surveillance cameras and mobile surveillance cameras as well as like some infrared stuff yeah i mean the infrared stuff's really cool but the infrared stuff's kind of also like really freaky yeah, so it the they have these things called FLIR lights or something. Uh, they're forward-looking infrared that detect infrared radiation, and typically that's typically em- emitted from a heat source. So it creates an image for video, essentially. Yeah. I also, uh, to go back to the photography portion of it, was just... So photography is used a lot in ghost hunting equipment and just detection because ghosts are easily or easier to pick up I guess like through another screen almost if you think about it that way like we can't see it with our naked eye but picked up through something that isn't as complex as the inner workings of our brain and and our eyeballs uh you're looking at like original photography you're looking at analog cameras it's all based on mirrors and burning light into silver emulsion so in a way it's more simpler than the way that our brain works. And that's why it's easier to pick them up. It can see things that we can't strictly through mirrors. Hmm. But something else I was just reading, honestly, was uh, one of the first people to use photographs as a detection of ghosts was around like 1860. And he was a fraud. He was making double exposures and selling them to people saying that he was a median. And I'm wondering if that's why, like, because he was ripping people off, if that became a stigma later that photographs could capture. So it did. It did create a stigma, but now we can figure out if they're frauds. Like, even then they figured out it was a fraud. Like, I mean, making a can... double exposure isn't, isn't hard if you know how to do it. And, like, if you know how to do it, can you see something and be like, that's what that is? Yeah, you can most of the times tell when something's a double exposure. So um, it's an, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, if an expert says, like, if somebody who's, like, if you, if I needed someone to assess a photograph, I'd probably bring it to you, Sam. Because I'd yeah, be like, yeah. well, if Sam said this is a fraud, I to- but I guess that's us giving up to people who say they're authorities on things. But either way, I feel like if you're an expert in it and you can just be like, this is wrong. They say that spirits and stuff like that are picked up better on film cameras than they are on digital cameras. And that's also mainly because it is harder to manipulate film while photographing it than it is to manipulate a digital image. Right. You can still manipulate film for fucking sure. They're, they're picked up better. And I do think it's because the silver emulsion in the actual film itself playing with the mirrors that's in the actual camera. I had no idea any of that was a thing. Yeah, I mean... None of that ever was explained to me. That was cool. Thank you. See that, Sam? You're not dumb. You're not dumb, kid. Yeah, that's that's photography (laughs) and everything else. 
All right, cool. Well, they also, it, on like every page that I looked at that was like how to create your own ghost kit, it, it, it said that you should have a forensic evidence collection kit. A lot of it had to do with things that people thought were like originally blood or blood splatter, but they ended up being rust. So a lot of it is just trace evidence kits that can help you debunk whether or not that is flutter if it's rust and then also things to like first aid kits and shit so they say you should have a blood collection kit which includes a bodily fluid collection kit blood stain pattern documentation kit excavation kit fingerprint kit impression kit pattern print lifter kit trace evidence collection kit trajectory kit biohazard bags first aid kit markers notebook paper and plastic bags personal protective equipment and tweezers which makes me think you really have to be rolling in some dough. That's a lot of shit. And that's just the shit that all of these sites agreed upon. Yeah. Like, there was, like, other shit that places were like, you should probably get this, too. On top of all this equipment. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not walking around with a fucking forensic kit in my back pocket and acting like I know how to test for blood. No, and I also don't think you should during COVID times. Yeah. Definitely, I mean, definitely not now. Um, but I mean, a lot of that other stuff I already have from camping and whatnot. Um, and of course you do your blood splatter kit that you bring to the fucking Poconos. But no, I do have a lot of like weird equipment. I don't have forensics. That's something I would have to get into, but I definitely have a very dope, uh, like survival kit and first aid kit and definitely have tweezers. Yeah. But well, I will say I did take a forensic I a class I that a was pretty in depth. Ooh, headlamps are important. I got all the film cameras. Then. Let's go to the woods with, with a, a your forensic knowledge. No, no equipment. We're gonna do this old school, but just your knowledge. And I'm just gonna, gonna go, like yeah, well, my, world's greatest detective here. Yeah, and then we're gonna go with all of Batman's first aid kit, headlamp, and tweezers. And then I'm just gonna bring a fuck walk around cameras. with just the tweezers. Like, <laughs> I got you, ghosts. I got you. I'm gonna bring your nipples. Yeah, I'm gonna bring oh, a yeah. bunch of cameras and then take fucking <laughs> an extra thirty roll of films that's just going to sit in my freezer with the other thirty rolls of films that I've been photographing over the past ten years that never got developed. So this is Aaron, gonna be fun. Aaron can just walk behind us like. Yeah, I am the Echo Vox. Everyone, and then we'll blow smoke into things. What do you think would happen to an Echo Vox if you just fed it six Dune novels? What do you think would happen to an Echo Box if you just made it play nothing but black metal? Oh, fuck. you can do all of these things. One of these. What if it, What if it was six grindcore songs? It would just be like there'd be like fourteen words, and then it's over. <laughs> okay, cool. So. They do suggest headlamps and lights. Uh, headlamps, though, so that you can remain remain hands-free. Yeah, yeah. My nerd uh, lamp. <laughs> this means nothing to me, but it's something I wrote down. They suggest between four and 1,000 lumens, plus a low-output red LED that can be used when dark without affecting night vision adjustments. Actually, that does mean something to me. You got to get that red light. Put it on your head. Uh, they also suggest fixed surveillance cameras in hotspots or areas that seem the most active and are linked that are linked to a live stream. So there can be a constant form of communication between your team, you, and the apparition if no one is even in the room. Okay. Which is so, cool. I mean, you gotta stay in constant communication. 
I'm just going to be the nerd that sits in the van. And van, I mean my baby car. We're and doing this all out of the out of your car? Yeah, dude. The death trap. All right. I'm down with it. Okay, cool. The last thing is mobile surveillance with infrared vision so that you can walk around at night. It's different from night vision. Night vision operates in visible light and near infrared ranges, but infrared detects heat, not light. Is that it on ghost stuff? I mean, that's what I got. I have a story that I wanted to bring up our last recording that I almost forgot about, um, but it has something to do with ghostly talks. Um, So the bar that all of us worked at, I'm the only one who still works there. When I was there the other day, I like kept having all these like really just weird experiences throughout the day. And a lot of Wednesday, I'm alone other than like isoms in the kitchen. But a lot of Wednesday, I'm alone. And I just kept having this like weird thing where like, at one part, I heard some something and it was close. And it was like, a like gurgle mm-hmm. to the point where I was like, hello. And I was really weird because I started like kind of looking around being like, is there somebody near me that made that noise? Is Isom like, because Isom likes to hide places and pop out at people. Thank you, Isom. (laughs) Um, Love that man. (laughs) He listens sometimes. Mm. He texted me yesterday. Hi, Isom. He texted me too. I was like, thank you. The picture of the baby was super cute. Those shoes. Baller shoes. So I was like walking around and I was like, is Isom somewhere? And he's trying to be like creepy. And he wasn't, and it was such like a weird, very like, l- like loud, like it wasn't like quiet. It was like, like, yeah. I, I can't even remember like exactly the noise now. I wanted to tell you guys yesterday and I like totally forgot. Dude, I've, I've told you because I know we've all closed there alone multiple times, but when I was there doing certain tasks that I had to get done before the end of the day, sometimes I'd be there till like five in the morning. Um, but the later it got, the weirder things would be. And it was never like um, threatening, but <laughs> it was very obvious. And I think as time went on, I like in the beginning didn't really want to acknowledge things, but it just became so obvious that I wound up just being like, hey, dudes, uh, sorry for being in your space longer than I should be. I'm going to drink this beer and I'll leave my bads. You guys can party and I'm going to be out. But that that place for sure, like I have. No, not a doubt in my fucking mind that that place is haunted. Well, again, so, not in a bad way, but I would be down there doing inventory, and as long as I was like, "What's up, dudes?" It was cool. I don't know why I do that, but every time I'm just like, "Hey guys, sorry I'm here. No problem. Just trying to like count these bottles of liquor. See you later." Yeah, and like it's only because of like hearsay stuff. So I guess it's like superstition in a way, but like I feel it. I'm like, I don't like this. But also, like, half the time I was doing inventory, I was kind of stoned. I just don't think that, honestly, I've never really felt threatened. There was one time I I told you guys about that I felt really weird. And I was also doing inventory downstairs. But it was one of the few times, like, I didn't have music on. And it sounded like someone was running through the building, like, very heavy feet to the point where I was like, did I lock the front door? Am I getting robbed right now? What do I have near me? And of course... My Bo's bag is over here and he's got a stupid amount of tools completely disorganized. So I grab his like six hammers because for whatever reason he needs six hammers. And I take the hammer upstairs and I'm like, I'm not going to die. I'm ready to fight. 
<laughs> I like poke my head out and like there's nothing there and I and then like as I like stepped out into the bar to be like hello it sounded like all of the bar menus which are very thick at our bar they're like fake leather books and they're like, like four pages like it sounded like yeah. all of them dropped on the ground and it sounded like our chalkboard had slid onto the ground like all of this was extremely loud uh and they were sitting in the window and the chalkboard was actually propped up right and I was like how did I hear that? And but what I look over, it's all standing perfectly fine. I I don't know. There's a lot of fucking footsteps because it always seems like no, but it was when like, you're in the basement and alone, something's running upstairs. Sorry, I, just, I I've heard it too, and I've know. definitely gone upstairs and been like, "What the fuck?" And like just been like, "Okay, Peggy's just pissed off." Oh yeah, we named them uh, Hank and Peggy. Yeah, but it's not like of a sound of like pipes and it's not the apartments upstairs because it's like even below that. And it sounded like yeah, they were they running walk, like, towards oh. the kitchen. I don't know. That that place I've had a bunch of weird shit. The radio doing its thing, the fucking doors opening and closing and slamming and the locks literally that are deadbolts opening and unclicking and having the deadbolt sticking out and shit. Like the kitchen's weird too. And the kitchen oh, yeah. kitchen, kitchen not only has weird. a I want to say that this bar has two different places inside of it that had um, old stairwells that basically go to nowhere. And like, I'm sure if we really looked into the history of the building, we could figure I out. I think what. it's prohibition. I'm sure, sure, prohibition. But like, that doesn't mean not nefarious shit. But regardless, uh, the kitchen has one, and the kitchen has weird shit happen too. Um, one time, Dre came out of the kitchen very adamant that he thought I ha- had been fucking with him. Um, that he saw me through the mirror run back there and turn off the prep light and like knock shit over. But I was oh, like I a busy it was like a busy day where I was all by myself. And he came out and he's like, Why did you do that? And everyone's like, She's been out here running around the entire time. What are you talking about? And I was like, Maybe the light just blew out, you know, and, and maybe that was just like kind of like a, our your brain messing with you, like you saw a shadow, but it was really the light going out. Right. Um but he went back there and the switch was down um, and he flicked it back on the light went back on. All right. Um, I guess that concludes our ghost episode. Thanks for listening to us ramble about things that we don't understand very well, or at least I don't. Uh, no, I don't either, but I want to look into some of this stuff. Well, we're learning. We're learning things. Uh, All right. Um, yeah, cool. So gonna, yep. check out our Patreon to, uh, Get yourself an ectogasm. Hell yeah. You can follow us again on area underscore 215 at Instagram. You can email us if you want to talk to us at area215pod at gmail.com. And you can just find us anywhere on those internets. The streaming sites is area215. We're actually up on iTunes now. I don't understand why we weren't before. But we are now, so rate and review us and be fucking nice to us or I will hunt you down. (laughs) All right, well, obviously, Thomas. See you guys in another dimension. Batman's peeing, so Batman says see ya. All right, all right, cool. Bye, Batman. (laughs) This is Sam Money Moss signing out. Aaron. Oh, I already did the thing. Obviously, Thomas again. See you you later. You didn't say your name. All right, fine, whatever. That's Aaron. She's leaving. Goodbye. (laughs) 